Unashamed, the recovery podcast. And hello, recovery family, and welcome to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh and Drew. That's Drew. I'm Josh. And thanks for tuning in to another episode where here at the Unashamed Recovery Podcast, we know for a fact that there's healing in the story of our scars and that it is okay to not be okay. It is our sole mission to break the shame and stigma of addiction by sharing real stories of real people and real recovery and real sobriety. And, you know, and sometimes we're not sharing stories of real people and real recovery. Sometimes we're just going to be spitting off some recovery topics like today. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about, drum roll, how to stay in recovery. More importantly, how to stay sober. You know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about how to resist temptation. That's a key effort, but we're going to talk about mainly how to stay in recovery. And the main point in doing that is how. Now, you may be like, yeah, how? It's an acronym. It is an acronym. So the acronym basically stands for number one for H. You got to be honest. You know, um, I think a lot of times that we 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 go through that denial stage when we're going through the twelve steps. So we go through the denial. We we finally admit to ourselves, "Hey, look, I have an addiction. I have an issue." But even when we get past that, when we start start the recovery thing, when we start this whole journey. You know, we still sink back into denial on some things about our behavior or, or about um, <clears throat> the way we love others, how kind we are if we're not kind, if we're still selfish, if we still have some lingering hangups and habits that, you know, I know for me, you know, going through recovery, you know, th- through this entire time and I'm in year four now. And I know that sometimes I still have to check myself, you know, yeah. but I still have to. But, you know, in checking yourself, you have to be honest. You know, the, and then you got, oh, that goes for open openness. Um, I think it's best to be as open as possible. We're going to dig into this a little bit more, a little deeper. But, you know, you have to be open. You have to be open to the idea of, hey, I'm still not where I need to be. You know, we we stop using, we stop drinking, we stop watching porn or we stop, you know, whatever the addiction may be. We we stop that. And so we're living a sober life, but are we actually trying to recover every bit of ourselves? Yeah. And you, we have to be open enough to say, Hey, look, I still have major issues. Yeah. But then that goes into the last part, which is going to be willingness. You know, I think we have to be willing to make the changes. We have to be willing to see ourselves just as we are. Yeah. You know, we have to be willing to live a life that says, I'm not perfect. There's no way I'm going to be perfect. Yes, I've made mistakes, but I'm not those mistakes. Yeah. You know, and, and we I have also to think that goes back to being willingness to kind of hold that mirror and look at yourself. Yeah. And take that honest view. Right. You know, I'm doing a, that self-reflection and looking at myself honestly. So, I, you know, there's a, a lot to unpack here. Among honesty, openness, and willingness, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into that. And let's talk about honesty. Um, you know, the first, if you're familiar with a 12 step program, then you know your first step is going to be coming out of denial. Now, honesty takes a huge part of that. 
but let's talk about for somebody who may have already done got past that. You may be already, you know, you may be a 12 stepper. You may be one of the old timers. You yeah. still have to take an honest look yeah. because our journey doesn't stop because it's a journey. It's still going. It's, it's, we're continuing on that journey. And, you know, it's not going to be just that one thing. You know, once you, you know, like for me, Whenever I got into recovery, mine was for a porn and sex addiction. I got into recovery, worked the steps, and I, I did the step studies, and I, I got to the root issue of that. But what I found out is when I got to the root issue of it, up under that porn and sex addiction was underlying causes, and then I had to, to work on those. And so then we got to be honest about that. Right. You know, it's, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing inventory of being honest so that we can continue to work on the things that are causing us to bog down. What, what do you think about that? So, I mean, I know for me, you know, um, going into it, you know, finally going to rehab and being honest about, hey, you know, I, if you've heard my story, you know, I've always, I had to be honest with my dad even to be able to get there, you know, and I had to be honest with myself even to be able to get there. Like I always told myself, I don't have that big of a problem and all that kind of stuff. So even, even after I've made that, that great leap, you know, I still realized that I had so much other stuff, but I wasn't really ready to be honest about it because yeah. I kept saying, well, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this recovery thing. I'm doing great at it, you know, because yeah. I wasn't, I just wasn't using it, but I was still mean. You know, I still had my anger issue. I still had, um, I was still manipulative because, you know, manipulation, what is it? Action without words is manipulation. So I'd still do that. Those, those, those habits, I still had those addict like tendencies, you know, but until I finally said to myself, and actually it wasn't just me saying it to myself, having to listen to other people, but that's being open, you know, um, I had to be honest enough to say, Hey, look, I still have junk. I still have quicksand, you know, um, and when I say quicksand, quicksand is when you make that step and then all of a sudden you see yourself sinking again or when you make a choice or a decision and, you, and you're not really honest inside of your head when you're trying to make these decisions, when you're not honest enough to say, all right, so where is this going to lead? You have to take time and process this because I know as, a, as an addict, a drug addict, you know, as a former drug addict, like impulse, I had a ton of impulse behavior. You know, and I did not understand why I was being drugged down so much. It was because I wasn't ready to be honest about the impulse behavior. I was ready to say, ah, well, you know, it's not that bad. Everybody kind of, you know, everybody's making these decisions. But that's the same thing I did to myself whenever I was using. Hey, it's not that bad. Everybody's, you know, over here using this or doing this. All my friends were, you know, and I was minimizing it. Yeah. And it was a bigger issue because I was very selfish. Even, even being in recovery, I was still selfish. Uh, very much so in those first 18 months, man, you couldn't have told me anything. You know, it was just like, eh, well, you know, I got this. You know, I wasn't really being on it because I did not have it. You know, still don't got it. You know, I'm, it's, I'm a work in progress just like anybody else. And that's you know? honesty. Yeah. That's, that's that taking that honest view. Oh. And, you know, and that, that kind of moves us on into openness. Uh, what does openness look like? So openness to me looks like something that I, I picture it as a book. You know, um, you take you take a journal. Mm -hmm. You have to open it to be able to write in it, right? So you, to get to the new page, you have to open it, turn the page. And I, to me, <clears throat> I feel like I have to be an open book. Always something 
there always has to be something ready to be written down. You know what I mean? Like there always has to be the next, the next sentence, you know, but there's only, the only way I can ever get to that next sentence is being open to what, you know, not only I'm telling myself or what other people are telling me, but you know, your recovery community, you know what I mean? You got people all over the place that see certain actions and behaviors. And, and if you're not open to hear what they have to say, if your ears aren't open, you know, if your mouth is constantly open, your ears never are, then what are you learning? What are you, what are you learning to progress? Because I feel like even to progress, to move to the next step, to move to the next page, so to speak, you have to be able to be open and let people, not just other people, but yourself write new chapters for you. You know what I mean? And you know, let's take this another route. I think openness, how it applies to how to stay in recovery. I think openness applies to openness to your sponsor. Is this thing on? Tap, tap. <laughs> Openness to your sponsor. Your sponsor knows what they're talking about. They know because they've been there. And, you know, your sponsor sees certain signs or they see certain uh, red flags popping up. And they're going to kind of call you out on your bull. And you've got to be open to that and not kind of put up a wall and kind of Block yourself off from your sponsor. Yeah, uh, I know it that the- is a uh, that's a, a common area that I see in a lot of newcomers. Kind of like what you just were talking about, right? Eighteen months in, and I yeah, I was been. You couldn't tell. You could not I tell me. I am anything. a recovery veteran. <laughs> I had my eighteen month chip. You can't tell me nothing. Oh man, yeah. I thought I was a, a a guru. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I got this. I'm a recovery <laughs> guru. You can't tell me anything. You know, but then then that yeah. wall hits you. You know what I mean? Like you get this pink cloud effect and, and most people that are in, you know, have ever been to an NA meeting, AA meeting, or even celebrate recovery. If you've been to those meetings, you know that, that euphoria you get, you know, then all of a sudden here comes the wall, you know, but what's the wall? The wall is you not wanting to be open anymore or honest anymore. You know, you're, you're telling yourself, Hey man, you know, I'm a guru. I got this. I can't tell you how, like, in the first 18 months, after counseling so many people and talking to them or coaching them through their recovery process, the number one thing that I see is 18 months in, you think you've got it. Next thing you know, boom, where are you at? Relapse. Because you're not being honest with yourself anymore about what your decisions are leading. Like I was just saying, you're not being open to hear, hey, look, you're kind of wrong here. You know what I mean? We shut people down. We shut people off. We even shut ourselves off when we have that the right side of our brain telling us what to do. We shut that off. We're not open yeah. to it anymore. It happens. We're not open to change. That's the number one thing. Uh, I think that, that openness really kind of is you have to be open to the change. You know, change, yeah. man, because yeah. that's a lot of change in a very short period of time. You know what I mean? Like you're doing this. For a lot of people, it's within the first 28 days, 28 to 30 days, you're making these major changes, which, I mean, even if it's small, but it's still major to your lifestyle. And let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about openness to small change. Oh, man. Because I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, your recovery journey is not going to look like somebody else's journey. And the progress that you see somebody else making is not going to look like your progress. No. Somebody else's changes is not going to look like your changes. 
So while other people are having big, significant change that is visible and you can see it, what happens when our self is going through small change or maybe no change? Well, right. I'm not going to say no change because it, there it's is always, change. There's always yeah, change. It's always change. But what happens when it's small change? We still got to be open to accepting, hey, you know, while this may be a small change, while this may be a small victory, I'm still not that person who I was 28 days ago. Right. Who I was 60 days ago. The the change is there, and we got to be open to accepting that small change because in recovery, what I found out is you've got to celebrate the victories. No, how, no matter how small they are, you've got to celebrate them to keep to keep the the pace going forward. Right, and that's what you got to do with change. You got to accept that change, no matter how big, how small. Accept it, own it, and be open to it. Right. So the thing for me is like, and this is I'm gonna use an analogy here. So <clears throat> we recently uh, purchased a chameleon. Okay. All right. So this chameleon, uh, it sheds its skin. Right. Okay. But that means this thing for every time that it's starting to do this, it has a process every month to where it sheds its skin, but it's evolving. It's constantly evolving. And I think once we stop letting ourselves evolve in these changes, that's what these changes are, is the human, your human natural ability to shed the skin, to evolve to grow. That's what these small changes are, you know, but we yeah. have, like, if you're not open to that, guess where you're going to stay? You're going to stay stuck in the old skin. And then guess what? It's going to, yeah. it's going to itch. It's going to hurt. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be one yeah. of those things where you, if you're not open to, you know, evolving, you're, de- you're decaying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to add into this of what you're just talking about, I, I read this thing about the lobster. Oh yeah. So lobster is a soft, mushy animal that lives inside a very rigid shell. That shell does not move. It does not constrict. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't give any. And what happens is when that lobster gets too big for it, it will cast off that shell. Yeah. And then it will go, it will find, it, they either find a new one or they grow a new one. And I don't, I think they find I, a new one and they, I think they, they grow them. Well, it, not hermit crabs. Whatever, whatever the case may be, they, they they will get a new shell. And then when they outgrow that one, they'll cast that one off. But what happens if the lobster is not open to that change? He's going to stay cramped, yep, confined in a space that he's outgrown. So I mean, if you if you're somebody right now, and you're listening to this this podcast, and you're telling yourself, I don't have any more room. Or I feel like I'm beaten down. I feel like everything, the weight, the weight of the world's on my shoulders. How much change have you shut down? How much, how many times have you been so closed off to it? Because that's what it is. You know, a lot of times we're closing ourselves off into these rooms and we're putting ourselves right there in the corner. Well, because the change terrifies us because we've never been there before. But we're not being open to it either. Exactly. So instead of being scared, maybe we should say, hey, look, I'm on a journey, you know, and it's it's frightening. There, There's no way around it. The, and it's one of those things. It's, it takes hard work. Yeah. 
you know, and I'm, that's one thing that I that I want to reach out and say right now is if you think the recovery process is all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, it is in the beginning. But you get to that point to where we're at, where we're talking about right now, where you have to make the changes. You know, you have yeah. to be open. Yeah, you got it's, it's work. You know what I mean? Like, that's why there's such a big community. That's why you, that's why they say 90 meetings in 90 days. That's why they say, you know, get a sponsor, somebody who's going to be, and they don't want you to go get your best friend. They want you to go get somebody who's going to be really raw and real with you because you, that's the only way that, you, all right. So if you had to get your feet scrubbed and you got old hard callous feet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you want something like a soft loofah? Do you think that's going to work? No, what's going to change the context or the, or the, the way or the contour of the skin at that point, something rough and rigid, you know what I mean? So it's going to be rough and rigid, but just know through those trials, through those things, through all this change that we're talking about, all these things that you've been closed off to, if we open up, what changes, we start to smooth out a little bit, you know, um, because the journey in the beginning, man, it's it's terrifying. I could tell you right now, whenever I was going into rehab, that the, the most terrifying thing to me was how am I going to live a life sober? I'm going to be bored. Mm. You know, that's what I told myself all the time. I talked myself out of it numerous times. It was just like, I'm going to be bored. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to do a life sober. I don't know how to make these changes. I can't make friends sober. I can't do this sober. Yeah. I kept telling, giving myself all these I can'ts. Or... Or I don't want to. Let's flip it and let's go in the opposite direction of you know you you've got experience with it being bored. For me, mine was well, I'm gonna miss my I'm gonna miss my my sin. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my yeah. I'm gonna miss my addiction yeah because I loved it. And me and me and my addiction, we were this is mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want it. This is the only thing I have. <laughs> right. This, this is my precious. <laughs> and my thing was that I couldn't imagine giving that up. Yeah. And living a life without it. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So. But how did you do it though? Tell me how did I get rid of it? How did you get rid of it and how do you stay that way? So for me, it was, I had to take an honest look at it mm -hmm. and I had to, to see it for what it was, how it was dragging my life down. Right. And then I had to be open about it to the point where my openness was a little bit different in the fact that I had to be openness and I actually had to talk about it because it was secret. My, yeah. My openness looked completely different than the openness that we're talking about here. My openness was openness of I've got to, I've got to share this and I've got to talk about it because it had been a secret for so long. Right. And then. The main thing, though, and this ain't on this list here, but my main thing, how I overcame it, was through one day at a time with my higher power, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's been, yeah, man. You know, and I've had some people reach out recently, and they, you know, they were like, "How do you do it?" You know, I was like, <laughs> "Perfect. I'm glad you asked that." Honesty, open, and willingness. They're like, "How did you already have that answer?" I was like, "Because I have to live that." You know, and so the toughest part for me is is the willingness sometimes that man, I can't, I can't, I can go on for days about why it's so tough, you know, because who's actually willing to make the, you know, you're basically taking your life and you're transiting, you're letting God transform it. But sometimes you're not willing for the transformation because you just, you want to be comfortable. You know what I mean? But when you get in recovery, 
it's there is comfort. There's comfort and peace in knowing that you're not going to die, you know, but are we willing to really accept the comfort that that we could really find in it? Are we willing to go to these meetings? Are we willing to get the community that we need? Are we willing to actually take the time out and learn about it? You know what I mean? Are we willing to accept the changes that God wants to make in our lives? What step is that? I tell you what, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this, comment in the comments and tell us what step that is. If, you, if you're good on <laughs> that's all. That's a little. Here's uh, a test question. Yeah, yeah. Pop quiz, yeah. everybody. <laughs> let, let, let us Maybe this ain't so much of a test as we, we're actually wanting to know ourselves. <laughs> is that you want to know? Well, I mean, I know, but like, I'm having a COVID brain at the moment. I, I can't remember for the life of me because. Right. Cause I'm trying to think of it, but yeah, like it, it's, it's gotta be step three. I think, no, nah, I think it's gotta be like eight, eight or nine. I think yeah, anyway, it is. Anyway, it's, it's on down the list. Regardless, but that's all we have to be willing to accept that change. But because. we also have to be willing to let the things fall off of us. Ooh, most definitely. How many times do we say we, do we, we, okay. So imagine like we have an empty bottle, right? And we take this empty bottle and we look at it and we're like, all right, I got some water in there, so I'm going to hang on to just this little bit, you know, because we're not willing to to let it go. Why aren't we willing to let it go? What's so good about what's in here that we're not ready to let it go to get something else? You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. and that's the tough part. Well, it's, you know, just like we were talking about on the last episode, the pruning process. You know, we were talking about how difficult it is or sometimes, you know, whenever we think we're being attacked by God, God does not attack you. He does not give you anything. He's he's not an evil God. That's I think everybody looks at God the smiter and he they doesn't punish. No, he's not punishing you. He's literally trying to give you room to grow, but you know, we're not willing to accept the growth because we're not willing to let go of the things that we hold on so dear that are still harming us, whether it be the person, the boyfriend, or the job, the car that that won't work or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? Like the phone, that the phone's a big one for a lot of people, you know, like I think half the time I'm sitting here like this stuck, you know what I mean? Instead of actually, you know, being willing to say, Hey, I need to put that down and I need to go be a human being for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How about this? Yeah. How about willing to let go of the chains that's already been taken off of. Sometimes, oh man, how many times we're in recovery? The chains have actually the the key's been put in the chain and has been unlocked, but we're still holding on to those chains. Sometimes in recovery, you know, we got to accept the freedom. Yeah, we we have to be willing to accept the you know you know we. Man, gosh, I wish I could remember it now, but I can't. It's, uh, you know, walking in freedom and owning your freedom are two different things. Very much so. And so many times in recovery, we we want to be free, and then we, we work the steps, and we, we get free, but we're not walking in it. We're, we're, we find peace in the comfort of chaos. Isn't that nuts? That's still that insane thinking. We find peace in the comfort of chaos, so we don't let the chaos go. When we it would be so much easier. Life would be so much easier if we could just take the chain off or just say, hey, look, this thing, I don't even need, what is it still on me for? You know, maybe we like bracelets. <laughs> I think we like, 
I think we like to, uh, I think we like, we, we like to live in, uh, you know, what I, th- I think we like to punish ourselves. Yeah. You know, I don't deserve this, so I'm going to stay miserable because I don't deserve better. I think that's what it is. I, I think we like our own misery. Yeah, I could see that. Because staying in our own misery gives us an excuse to not change, to not grow. It gives us an excuse to have pity on me. People like to. I don't. Yeah, they like the pity parties. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is. But we've got to have the willingness to get out of it, to step out of it. But that goes back to that manipulation thing that we were talking about earlier. You know, that's, I mean, that's exactly, not saying that people are manipulating people because they have issues. Everybody's got issues and I, and I was, you know, respecting the issues, but how serious are some of these issues that we still hold on to when we could just literally let it go, move forward, you know, by being honest, by being open and willing to do so. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause I found myself, um, Anything that came up sometimes, man, it'd be so detrimental. You know, oh, man, I'm not getting my kid this weekend. Man, that turned into a two-week-long thing that when I actually got them, you know, I couldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Because I wasn't willing to let it go two weeks ago. You know what I mean? I was still harboring these things. How many things, like, you know, how many things are we just saying, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to drop it? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to hold on to it. Why? We do it. We, I mean, is it healthy though? Of course not. Right. Of course it's not healthy. And if you're wanting successful recovery, to stay in recovery, to stay sober, you've got to learn to let it go. You got to do like Elsa and let it go. <laughs> the number one thing that I think people should really start asking themselves is how, hmm. not why. How? How can I get over this? How can I? How can I stay sober through this? How can I stay in my recovery path through this situation or whatever, whatever pops up or how can I, how can I use this as a tool for my recovery? How can I use this as a, as a means to say, all right, for the next person that comes along, I'm going to tell them how I got through this, how I got through this, you know, honesty, openness, willingness, and then passing that on. <laughs> right. That's right. So I mean, Little step. man, dude, it's, it's passing along. Yeah. So, man, you know, today was a, a, I think we talked about a lot of good, beneficial stuff that people can actually take and apply to their own recovery. And I hope you do. I, I, hope, I really hope, I hope you that yeah. you you've heard this. It's you know gone in and sunk in, and you, you go and take it and apply it to your own recovery. Because just us talking about it, I mean, it doesn't do any good because you know, we know it. But it doesn't do you if, if you're not applying it. So I hope you are listening to this and you apply it into your own recovery. And then I hope you take it and I hope you share it with somebody else so they can apply it to their own recovery. But not just share it. You know, figure out everything you need to know about how to do it. Like what about what how looks like for you. You know, what does how look like for you? You know, that's a question I want to leave you guys with today is what is how to stay sober? What does how to stay in recovery look like for you? What does honesty look like for you? What does openness look like for you? What is willingness? What are these things that you're not being those three things for right now? You know? Yeah. That's good stuff. I like that. So, yeah. So, what does how look like for you? I I love it. And with that, guys, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, 
we dug in some deep stuff, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, then I encourage you to, to head over to our Facebook page. Give us a like if you haven't already done that. Um, follow us there. We're always posting some great stuff. Hey, if you want to send us a, a question, or if you just want to tell us how great that we look on camera, or if, <laughs> if uh, you're getting something out of this podcast, or if you want to tell us how bad we're doing, or maybe you want to be a guest on the show and send us your story. Or maybe Email there's us. a topic that you yeah. discussed. I mean, yeah. I, we love that. Yeah. Email us at the Unashamed Podcast at yahoo.com. And that's Unashamed Podcast at yahoo.com. And, you know, with that, that's all we got. We hope you go this weekend, the rest of this month, and you continue to live unashamed. We love y'all. Love you guys.